Adoption Door. This is a place of non-judgment where you can share and listen to stories about people's experiences with adoption. I'm your host, Andres, and if you'd like to share your story, just drop me an email at theadoptiondoor at gmail.com. You can either write it and I'll read it on the podcast, or you can record it yourself and I'll put it in here. Either method works just fine, and we welcome all stories. But now, let's get into this episode. So I'd like to briefly talk about the history of adoption. Why, you ask? Well, to be honest, a lot has changed throughout the centuries. Yes, I said centuries. It was actually common in ancient Rome, but they didn't do it for the same reasons we do it now. In fact, back then, it was mostly done for political reasons. For example, if someone of great importance didn't have a son to pass his title or fortune down to, he would adopt a son from another prominent family to ensure that his name and political stance would go on. Females were seldomly adopted, because back then it wasn't common for a female to rule or keep the family name going. Some well-known people that were adopted during this time were Caligula, Octavian, and Nero. Now, during the 19th and 20th century, adoption was different from even Roman times. In fact, it was done for entirely different reasons altogether. However, during this time, it was a form of indentured servitude under the premise of adoption. In other words, kids were adopted to do a little more than work. So if your kids complain about cleaning their room, just remind them about how things used to be. But seriously, it wasn't until 1851 in Massachusetts did Congress pass the first law regarding adoption called the Adoption of Children Act, which required a judge to confirm that not only did the adoptive parents have permission to adopt from their biological parents, but also could provide for the child and ensure that he or she would attend school. However, between 1861 and 1865, a lot of children were orphaned due to the American Civil War. Orphanages were overrun with kids who lost their parents. As if that wasn't bad enough, in the early 1900s, specifically during the First World War, due to the high casualties, there were even more orphans. And to make matters even worse, there was the great influenza pandemic of 1918. And you guessed it, even more orphans. But going into the 1960s, adoption agencies began allowing children with special needs to be adopted. Now, the term special needs was used to describe not just children with physical or mental disabilities, but also those who were of certain age, i.e. older, but also those who were of a certain race or ethnic group. It's about this time that overseas adoptions would explode, 1955 to be exact. In 1979, the first gay California couple adopted a child, and in 1996, a nonprofit organization called Bastard Nation, yes, that's really their name, was formed to gain rights for those who were adopted and wanted to find out more about their biological parents, and some, but not all, states agreed to open up the once sealed records. In the 1970s, the advent of open adoption became, as we say today, a thing. This concept allowed both the adoptive parents as well as the biological parents to be part of their child's life to some degree. Now, this is a very specific and personal decision and has been deemed not appropriate for all situations. And in the year 2000, the Child Citizenship Act was passed by Congress, which enabled adoptive parents to adopt a child from outside the United States and not be required to go through the naturalization process which, as a side note, I remember going through when I was around um, 11 years old. This meant that when a child was adopted from abroad, 
they were automatically considered United States citizens. Today, around 135,000 children are adopted each year in the United States, and motives have drastically changed since ancient Roman times. And having said that, one thing remains constant in the last 170 years, and that is the welfare of the children who have been adopted. And while adoption is a wonderful thing, it's not perfect, and there are still a lot of things wrong with it. For example, it can be a very long and complicated process, costing on average between $20,000 and $50,000. But if done right, can give a child a wonderful life that he or she may not have had otherwise. It can give them a chance to thrive and grow in ways that the biological parents only dreamed of. Giving a child up for adoption is an extremely important and selfless act, one that is, I'm sure, not an easy thing to do. I commend everyone that has decided to give up their child for adoption. So in closing, I say thank you. Thank you on behalf of everyone who is or may be adopted. And I also say thank you to the people who have adopted someone. Another selfless act. Okay, that's it for this episode, number five. And as always, if you'd like to share your stories, just send them into the adoption door at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Be sure to check out this podcast on most podcast platforms and also Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And to find out more about this podcast, just go to theadoptiondoor.net. Thank you for listening and your support. I'm your host, Andres, and we'll see you next time on The Adoption Door.